Welcome back, everyone, to the Chip Lunch Podcast. I hope you have been enjoying the last few episodes as much as I have. And uh, I am joined here again by my... I was going to say co-host, but I was trying to think of something else like yeah. gunslinger. Gunslinger. Gun, <laughs> uh, uh, partner. What's the, what's the, like, top gun? Like Yeah. Uh, co-pilot. No, it's not co-pilot, is it? What is no. it? Wingman. 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 Yeah, something like wingman, something like that. Braden, how are you? Wingman. I don't yeah. feel like I don't feel like I'm not going to die in this movie though. I feel like the wingman always dies by way um, through. It's like an inspirational. Well, don't count your chickens before they've hatched. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it could happen. <laughs> we don't know. We don't want to planning with. Well, if they're watching it, they'll know hopefully. So spoilers. Yes, yeah, spoiler, spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, let's welcome our guest, Wing. Hello. Are you planning? Do you think that it might descend into this podcast? Might descend into uh, some version of killing Braden. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I hope that would be quite a challenge. Unless, uh, unless uh, like one of us ends up boring someone else to death. <laughs> well, from the look of it, uh, it's probably not going to happen. Oh, it should be fine. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's very, very kind. I like yeah. the glowing endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you, Wing? Oh, I'm good. Feeling I'm good. good. Look uh, in the brown shirt. Oh, thank I you. Like that. Thank you. Cord? Thank you. Appreciate Loving it. it. Is it corduroy? Yeah. I, I think so. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They, they, Comfortable. Oh yeah, they yeah. look fine. Yeah. Is yeah. there? A, oh, is that from a special shop that you get it from, or is that? Oh well, uh, a fun story. Uh, this is yes. uh, oh, kind of just. I'm likely going to just embarrass myself as a start. It's, uh, <laughs> That's what we is, do. On this is a, actually something that I inherit from my brother. Ah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Basically, every year, um, uh, I don't think my brother will listen to this, but um, <laughs> but basically, what uh, what happened is that. Not every year, but probably almost every time when I see him, he will have uh, a collection of uh, clothes that he's like, yeah, I'm uh, changing it. So uh, you could have them. Yeah, Yeah, you could have them. And I actually really like it because (laughs) I am terrible at fashion and my brother is just much better at it, you know, with his fashion sense. So it's just like, it's a win-win. Right. It's a win-win. Free clothes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. Oh, I, that. I, yes, I, I pay nothing for um, you know for pretty good clothes. Okay. Yeah. Quality think, content. Yeah, if you give me money to buy, I'll probably buy something worse. <laughs> so um, yeah, so it's actually worked out really well. So yes, this is one of the. Uh, and is he older sure. or younger than you? Younger. Oh, because it's usually like you know like your family's like the younger sibling always inherits. Oh, like yeah. clothes and stuff, and never gets the new stuff. Maybe <laughs> when when we were back in primary, maybe yeah. there was that that for for a short period of time. But he is a lot more sporty than me. So basically, like, once you hit puberty, it's like our body size, like, he just grew a lot taller. Oh, me. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So his body size is pretty much, like, the same as me. If I I think now would be very similar. I think in high school, there was a period of time he was actually a bit taller than me huh. and bigger than me. So it's kind of always reverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't mind. I just do not care. And are you okay with inheriting clothes that are perhaps a season or two behind what the the, the fashion it's, is? What's the season? Like, <laughs> you, see, you see, you see, this is like, like how much I do not know about it. No, no. So, so the answer is no. I just, you know, I don't care. It's like, oh, they look nice. They look, they look pretty new. Yeah. He, he, he. I think he, uh, my brother, usually keep his clothes pretty well. So yeah. I'm like, like he just pay a lot more attention, and mm. I'm just like, I just shuffle them. You know, wardrobe and <laughs> oh yeah, right. Take them out. They look right. Then put it on. There you go. Well, thanks, thanks for bringing on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, thanks yeah. for inviting me. Um, <laughs> let's put a pause on the family chat just for a second, though, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we want to ask the initial question yep, that we yeah, always ask on Chip Lunch: Is 
How do you like to eat your hot chips? Okay. Um, I listen, I probably only listen to a few episodes of Chip Lunch, but I, I probably can say I'm likely to give one of the most controversial answers. <gasps> so, so yes, I, I do like the, you know, the typical hot crispy chips yes, with yeah. uh, ketchup. Okay. But I actually also quite like cold and soggy chips. Oh yes. my gosh. Yep. Really? Yep. yep. Wow. For real. For real. <laughs> um, especially those like really thick French fries. Ooh. There was one time I even purposely put it in a fridge. Ooh. For a couple of hours. Really? Yeah. And then took it out and I enjoy it thoroughly. Yeah, there's something good about like cold and salty. Like, yep. Yeah. That, and, and also there's this weird texture that I still cannot yeah, describe the or understand. Yes. Yeah. It just like oh. changed the texture just changed yeah. completely when yeah. it's cold and soggy. So the funny thing was um I actually did a quick Google search. Like I don't know why oh, I did okay. that. I, I actually Google it when it comes to chip lunch and 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 um apparently like uh, and apparently in, in the google search most of the what comes up is how do you um how do you save soggy fries and make them crispy again so that's mm. all oh, the result like and i'm like yeah. Yeah. no what's there to save <laughs> they are good <laughs> they're good yeah wow that's amazing yep is that maybe like you were talking about like the texture and stuff you know how like ice cream and hot chips go really well together or is that because that's like sweet and salty i think it's sweet and salty yeah it's just it's like a different texture isn't it once they like it is once they're cold for some yeah. reason it's yeah that's this weird texture that i just really enjoy wow. yeah would does that mean oh no you probably wouldn't but i was thinking like you know how you get like mccain frozen chips so you just buy a bag of that and just <laughs> eat it yeah. oh, no no okay that 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 would be a different uh very very different thing um, <laughs> no i'm not going to try that no <laughs> that doesn't sound particularly appealing. No. So you, you said ketchup, though. Do you put any salt? Like, do you prefer any salt on it? Oh, yes. Like so so well-seasoned um, chips mm-hmm. with some ketchup. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do uh, love ketchup as well. Yeah. I think there was a period I quite enjoy barbecue sauce, but mm, with chips, it's still ketchup. It usually is, like, if there's any sauce, it's usually like a ketchup or something like that. Or oh, yeah. gravy. But not many people have said barbecue sauce, I don't think. I prefer barbecue as a preferred sauce, but I'm not going to put sauce on chips. Oh, no sauce. Nah, not yeah. very often. I don't think that's one of my favourite things of having a salty chip with the sort, probably the sweetness of the sauce again. Mm. Mm. I'm just like, you know, I love being either end of the spectrum. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning and now I'm really hungry. <laughs> like, oh. Hello Uber Eats I don't know why am I calling them <laughs> Hello Uber Hello Uber Did you hear see uh, I heard recently Deliveroo have left Oh um, They're I leaving Australia I saw, saw a headline somewhere But mm. didn't read into it Yeah it's only going to be Uber Eats And I think DoorDash is around now too Isn't it Anyway I yeah, don't, I don't partake What's wrong with you? Well, I live I live about f- fifty meters from, <laughs> from a bunch of shops. That's still too far away. <laughs> it's not. I hardly ever get delivery. Actually, I do get delivery at work when I don't have my, bring my lunch in. I get delivery from work, and that that's always a nice little short little treat. Mm. Treat. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Cool. <laughs> Back to me. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't know your eating habits and you know how much you enjoy delivery. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, yeah. you know, I mean, it's always good that we can have delivery. The chips would be cold. 
they would be cold and a bit oh, soggy so if you were oh, delivering oh, them. Oh. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. I haven't thought about it that like way. They'd be yeah. closer to to what you're aiming for. It's definitely yeah, but I like my nuggets hot though. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah so it. usually nuggets. I, so yeah. you, is yeah. this? Does that mean it's McDonald's? Yeah. If you're yeah, getting, yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't need to apologize. We're getting more specific. Yes. Is if I go to Macca's, usually. Yeah, it's just nuggets. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not a particularly burger sort of guy. Mm. So, like, as in occasionally I will crave a burger, but usually it will be like nuggets. And so, waiting between soggy fries and hot nuggets. Yes, hot nuggets. That's yeah. important. Yeah. Yep. Very important. Would you order like them on a delay so you get your fries and let them cool down and then go, go get the nuggets? Um, I. Well, I'll order them, take take them home and eat a nugget and I'll probably just leave the fries on the side for mm. a good amount of time and I'll enjoy them. Like, although if I'm hungry enough, I would just like, yeah, if we're talking, just eat it hot. If, if we're talking nuggets, what sauce do you get with the nuggets? Ooh. Sweet and sour. Yes. yes. Yep. 100%. That's something we can all yes. agree yep. on. Sweet and sour is <laughs> the number one. It's all those like fancy, funky stuff that, like try them, but you just, nah. You go back to classic. Like whoever invented sweet and sour sauce for, uh, for nuggets, that person knows chicken nugget. Deserves yeah. a knighthood. Oh, yeah. it's just, <laughs> we need to remember that person. Well, yeah, yeah. We, we should commemorate them. <laughs> we, <laughs> should. Oh, we should remember them. They should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, they deserve a medal. <laughs> the Food Clearly. Hall of Fame. Talking about delivery, just this is my other thing on delivery. Oh, wow. Yeah. There aren't many foods that travel well. Yeah. Like, you can't, there aren't many things that you can get delivered and you still go, yeah, it was worth paying the premium for it. Mm. Like, are you paying? <laughs> are you going to pay a premium to get cold chips? <laughs> like, uh, no, no, that's the thing. No. That, that's the thing. That's why I, I actually don't do delivery that often. Like, I only do delivery if I have a really, really long day and I just could not be bothered to cook mm. anything. Mm. Like, mm. Um, so yeah, and f- unfortunately, fast food seems to be the one candidate that seems to survive reasonably well with uh, delivery. See, I think even burgers are just like, nah. Oh, well, because I think, uh, let's put it that way, McDonald's burgers is kind of, you know, can survive under pretty harsh <laughs> yeah, conditions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, not get into, yeah, let, let's not get into the detail why they could survive. Yeah. I, like, I mean, gourmet burger now. Like, yeah. no, definitely yeah. not. But yeah. <laughs> like, Macca's burger, yeah, yeah. they yeah. could survive with pretty harsh conditions. Yeah, so. well, that's the thing. Yeah. And the other thing that annoys me, if I'm getting fries delivered, it's like, pff, these, like, because I want them hot and crispy, but yeah, yeah. for yourself, kind of yeah, works. I would be yeah, fine, you know, give them all to me. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think, like, something like, Curries would travel okay. Yeah, Indian, Thai, Indian or Thai, Chinese, they yeah. all travel pretty well. Yep. But uh, yeah, I'm it's a weird thing because yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, you're always going to get your food delivered," and I'm like, "I don't think I do because it's not as good a quality." However, the one thing that I do when I get it delivered, away, I get corn fritters. They go well. Oh yeah, they oh, travel okay. very well. Anyway, right. that's a bit important <laughs> research. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only the important topics. Not too much. You open so much possibility right now. Yeah. Now I may. I'm very concerned that now I know too much. We <laughs> 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 will just like get into the bank. You can't know. unlearn these things. Yeah, I know. I kinda <laughs> Next know. time I see Wing, he's like, I've gone broke because I've spent so much yeah, money I on know. Uber Eats. Or, or you will see it in me that I grow in. Uh, <laughs> you know, just like yeah. Yeah. you see my triple chain and stuff. <laughs> and I, I would need a camera to point at me at a different angle. Like, 
So, um, so yeah. So, <laughs> so maybe uh, this will be my last podcast. <laughs> Is this the first podcast? And the last one. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one yeah, okay. as well. Because right. we'll be fat. Well, let's make sure that this we do get a good podcast in, which is um, asking our next question, which sure. is, Wing, how did you become a Christian? Uh, yeah. that. Uh, do you want a long or short answer? Long. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. Um, I'll try. Uh, ooh, my journey as a Christian, so I grew up in not a Christian family. Not a Christian family, but my family sent me to like a Catholic school mm-hmm. uh, in Macau. So, so in Macau, uh, for those of you who don't know, is this city that has a lot of casinos. It's yeah. right next to Hong Kong geographically, um, and and we were colonized. Like Macau was colonized by the Portuguese. Portuguese, so, so, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, so they they uh, probably one of the things that they do is as Portuguese, they, they have a lot of Catholic church sort of right. around. Right. And, uh, so, and also a lot of Catholic sort of, uh, school. So I went to Catholic schools. Um, so I think growing up, you kind of hear a lot about those kind of Jesus story. Although, I mean, Catholic school, they don't talk too much about uh, Jesus, actually a lot about Mary's and the various sayings and so on and so forth. Like, so, uh, and then we'll have like scripture classes and things along those lines like, in school. So I was sort of familiar with them. I think it was in year eight, I think. I think I was at a, at a point, I kind of a little bit, I think I was 14 or something along those lines. And one of my classmates at the time, he was a Christian. And so he invited me to a youth camp. You find me doing you can. I have no idea what it was. Just no idea. He told me it was a camp, and uh, never been to a camp before. And uh, it happened during uh, summer holiday. So historically, summer holiday is one of those like uh, interesting holiday where because we have such a long period of time off. Like my parents basically just have no idea what to do with us. Like, <laughs> like as in, you know, it's like yeah. suddenly we have like this three, four weeks holiday. Yeah. And because they still need to work, um, my parents work full time. So they were like, so, so usually what they do is they send, uh, they would send my brother and I to our grandparents in China. Mm. And we just hang out there almost the entire holiday. Right. Yeah. Where, where was that in China? Uh, Guangzhou. Guangzhou, is that yeah, yeah, Guangzhou? it's like the Guangdong province. Okay. Guangdong province. So yep. in, in, in so in one of the little little towns or yeah. little villages. The provinces are kind of like states. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So so province is a state. Right. And so we'll um, my grandparents live in one of the sort of the small city in there. Yeah, uh, probably not so small now. <laughs> um, and uh, and so so that was sort of it's usually very fun. Uh, but yeah. then in that particular year. I was sort of like, I was uh, so 14. And I don't know what you guys have. It's like when you're 14, you kind of feel you're kind of grown up. Yeah. But you're, yeah. When you're clearly not, but <laughs> you kind of feel that you're a bit grown up. And so yeah. when my, when that friend invited me, I was like, oh yeah, that's so, and, and, and like a camp sort of thing, you're away from your family and, yeah. but not with any relatives. That yeah. sounds pretty grown up too. Mm. So um, then I told my mom about it and she, and I don't know, I thought she would say no, but she was just like, oh yeah, <laughs> like do it. Um, because it, I kind of feel like, I never asked her about it, but uh, I, I, I kind of feel like it's just, oh, 
he found a solution. <laughs> <He's> a, <laughs> he me, found yeah. his own solution for childcare. So yeah, <laughs> well done, well done, mate. Yeah, uh, go for and it. So, yeah, go for it. And uh, yeah, so anyway, so went to camp, and um, of course, it's, it's sort of like a Protestant church. So camp, and I think the first time someone actually preached quite specifically about the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, towards the end of it, you have a little bit of that pretty classic sinner's prayer so they you know um invite jesus into your heart accept him as your king so they sort of like very similar to a two-way to the leaf sort of yeah. uh, mentality and um and i did i invited jesus to my heart mm. and um i remember at that point of time probably one of the key thing was just that i have this weird fear of death or just not wanting to go to hell and and so when when the um when the pastor was like you know jesus is the way to eternal life i was like yeah sign me up for that like, <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. like that sounds awesome like as in it's just you know whoever that person is so okay jesus okay all right that sounds fine so you know if he can just like you know get me get me out of uh, hell then that sounds pretty awesome so 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 <laughs> Um, I, I don't think I, I would articulate that way uh, back then when I was a kid, but um, mm-hmm. but I think that was pretty close to the logic at that point of time. Mm-hmm. So then um, I started going to the sort of like a high school students or fellowship. Um, they have um, uh, not exactly a pastor, but but he's pretty essentially a pastor, but he wasn't sort of very well theologically trained, but basically he works in a church and he he, he does a lot of, uh, basically to youth leader, you may say. Youth leader, he is um, very invested in us, very, very invested in us. So we just hung out a lot and um, with a few other high school kids uh, together and I just get more involved. So that was the time in Macau. So, um, I suppose I sort of grow in my faith, but I, I guess most of my my Christian growth happened in Australia. Mm. Happened in Australia, so mm. that's sort of I kind of feel like that would be a next stage of mm. my faith journey. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, came to Australia. Should I just keep going? Yeah. I'm just, okay. Well, so, um, right. if you came to Australia, though, maybe I'll just ask the question: Is that yeah, why? Yeah. Why did your family choose to move to Australia? Yeah, interesting question. Um, it was an idea that somehow my parents just had a long time ago. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It wasn't one of those like impulsive. Oh, we don't know what to do with you, so let's send you overseas. Or so it wasn't yeah. that. I still quite vividly remember when I was in year six. I think it was my mum. I can't remember who is it. Like one of my parents, most likely my mum. Make this comment about, hey, um, you know, study hard, um, you know, study your English well because we're going to send you overseas to Australia. Mm. Like I said, year six kid, like that just, okay, whatever that is. Like where's Australia? Okay, not Macau. That, that's <laughs> sort of, you know, all that I know. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of like a foreign Western country that's pretty much all that now. And um, yeah, so so they just always had this idea to send us overseas. Like I think mm. they, um, it's, it's really interesting because my mom and my grandmother, my dad's mom, the two of them have this, like, I don't know, in my family, the women are the one who 
like just like more risk taking, very future oriented. They really think and plan about future. Whereas <laughs> the guys are more like just oh yeah, we're fine. Like you know, <laughs> we're all right. Like you know, that's pretty all right. But but they like my mum and my grandma are quite um, future oriented. They plan about the future, mm. and especially my grandmother, she. Um, she went through the whole cultural revolutions and you know like like life in china was harsh yes. very very harsh yes. and so i think the story was that um, she told my dad and my aunt when they were still teenagers to macau mm. and because macau you know, you know was colonized by the portuguese so you you're more like you, you just have a lot more opportunity Mm-hmm. A lot more opportunity. Like, mm-hmm. of course, their first settlement when they first arrived, it was very rough for them as well. But they right. built a life in Macau. But I think my grandma just have this idea that, you know what, Macau is not good enough. You, like, one of you guys would need to take the family mm-hmm. to an even better life. Right. Um, so, so there's this weird kind of. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think she ever articulated us if this is a. You know, this is a command that you have to do it. But I think she just kind of put a story in such a way that it's almost like you, you kind of, I kind of, I don't know, like I think as I get older, you start to almost feel a bit a sense of duty and mission that, okay, well, that's part of it. Mm. Um, I think in all fairness, I don't think they pressure me too much. Like they, they still sort of like, hey, you know what? That, like it's going to be a great opportunity. You're going to, you know, learn a lot. And, you know, when, yeah, if you could make a life overseas then good if not come back so it's still pretty relaxed about it um but anyway like so so they have that plan for me mm. when i was really young and so so yeah so and, and why they choose australia i don't know i think at that point of time that australia is probably the cheapest option out of <laughs> like us yeah. canada yeah. um uk mm. yeah yeah that Close, was closest to i suppose wouldn't it but yeah probably be uh, closest oh no yeah, maybe not from sort of yes yeah now you talk about it yeah somewhat yeah, so it's like a nine-hour flight to Hong Kong. Yeah, it? it'll be like something yeah, like eight that. nine hours. So yeah. US, it'll be longer than that. Yeah, yeah, Canada, US, UK. Yeah, actually, now you talk about it, maybe there, there's that oh. component mm. in there as well. And uh, <laughs> and I think was it in, in a World Cup or something like Australia is classified under Asia. So yeah, so it we're is, still in an Asian country. It has been since uh, 2005, yeah. 2004, 2005. It's been the Asian Confederation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they had that in mind, but you know, now <laughs> yeah. it's just another reason we're going to stay within the, the right FIFA <laughs> in yeah, the Confederation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah do, Macau, ha- do Macau have their own international team or is it, will it uh, just be China? Uh, Mikhail, I think I think we have our own team, but I don't think, unfortunately, uh, I don't think we ever made it yeah. to the no, at an international level. Yeah, I don't like, think Macau no, made I don't, it I, I, to I the World Cup. So. At least. I don't think so. I think no. they're part of the qualifying process, so I'll have a look at that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, have a look. <laughs> I actually don't specific. know. Like, <laughs> okay. I, I'm pretty ignorant with uh, sports in general. What, can you just tell me what's the difference? Like, because you used to, you said you went to your grandparents in Guangzhou. Guangzhou. I've got to yeah, pronounce yeah. that properly. Sorry. Um, what's the difference between living in Macau and living in mainland China? Um, it's very hard to tell. Like, sort of, you just. I think again, like I think it's really the uh, the opportunity. Like, like you, I think the living standard is um, higher. Like, mm-hmm. especially when you're you're back to. Like in my parents or grandparents' era, like the contrast is huge. Like, of mm-hmm. course, like as China become, you know, 
more, you know, richer and more powerful, then mm. yeah, of course the big city definitely catch up. Like especially like um, Guangdong as a province is um, very well developed, very very well developed. But I think it's, we're talking about probably the last decade or so where you, but, but I think back then like Macau is still, you know, like city. I wouldn't say well developed. Like Macau is a very small city. Uh, like yeah. there's like nothing comparable to somewhere something yeah. like Hong Kong, for example. Like Hong yeah. Kong was very well known to be a big, big, big city, whereas Macau is just very small. But because I don't know, like I think um, somehow there's just more opportunity. The living standard is nonetheless higher, and I think you also earn a lot more. Like from mm. what I could uh, understand um, from my parents, so they they. I think you, you're just more likely to make a better life for your family in Macau than in uh, in China. Like I think the earning in my parents' era, like my like I still have ongoing aunties in, in in China, for example. Like I think they were talking about the average salary in China would be like as in probably not accurate, but from my very vague memory, it would be like oh two to two three thousand, you know, maybe per month, whereas in Macau, you could do the same job and you could earn maybe three, four times of, you know, and the living uh, expenses is, like, it's a bit higher, it's a bit higher, but, you know, relatively speaking, you're still yeah. more well off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, moving, at least in my parents' era back then, like, it was, I think for them, it's just the right decision. Yeah, yeah. and you, you just have a lot less resources in China back uh, into the 80s, 90s, like, yeah. it just, yeah, it's like there's a lot of things that you couldn't find in China that you could buy or and find in Hong Kong and Macau. Mm, yeah. Okay. Did you ever go to the Macau Grand Prix? You mean you mean the uh, you know, the the car race that they have every year towards the end? Oh of the year? yeah 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I know that that happened. <laughs> I know that that happened <laughs> because they would block on. out all the roads and yeah. like going to school was a huge hustle, um, <laughs> all that sort of thing. Um, but as you can tell from my from the way I answer it, uh, is that I was completely ignorant. <laughs> For right. me, it's just. Uh, Massive inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> Massive inconvenience is like, I still remember like when we cross a road, um, usually just, you know, cross a zebra crossing and that's easy. But during the race, there's like, they were barricade everything. Yeah, the, and black you, and the black and yellow barricades. Yeah, yeah, race. exactly. Yeah. Um, and they were like hard metals. And I was like, how, like, I, I feel, I feel like kind of, I feel a bit sorry for those like, Drivers, I was like, if they hit any of this thing, like, how yeah. is that going to save it's anyone? <laughs> well, probably save the audience, I suppose. You know? So yeah. good, 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 good for them. Uh, but it's I'm a like, crazy if I'm the driver, like, yeah. it's it's all like down on the like on the on the water. Is the the front straight and all that? And, and I heard that apparently. Uh, it's also because the road is very narrow, so yeah, so, so probably that's one it of goes, the thrill. It goes up, the, yeah, and like it's like good, basically like a hairpin bend that's like. I don't know. It'd be this. It'd be like a thirty degree angle or something at some point. Like oh, it's, it's I think I think I know what you're talking about because usually uh, in those car racings at a time, uh, I mean, of course, television will, you know, play that all the time, and and they will focus on that one particular corner. Yeah, and it's just like how many accidents would happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> apparently, yeah, it's a highlight. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a crazy place, crazy I, circuit. Sorry. It's yeah, a, yeah. Insane. I don't follow that too much. Like yeah, my, okay. when my when my dad turned 
change the channel to watch it. I'm just like, oh, come on. As a motor racing fan, like, yeah, did you go to the Macau? Like, Wings just like, so boring. Oh, yeah. I'm glad like that I hear people actually appreciate something in Macau that's not casino. So thanks, Joe. Okay, no worries at all. But so there is a lot of casinos in Macau, though. Oh, yeah. So that obviously drives a lot of the economy. Oh, absolutely. I carry everything pretty much. Yeah. So when the when the casinos are not doing well, it impacts every single industry. Right. And yeah. lo- obviously lots of people are probably employed by the con- casinos. Oh yeah, well. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like Yeah. And and I think we just accept it. That's just mm. that's like just where to, you grew up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just what Macau is, mm. really. I think we, 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 we are okay. Well, I don't know. Like we, I think we're okay. I think like Macau people like no offense to any fellow Macau citizen who may listen to this podcast, but <laughs> I think I think we are a reasonably ignorant branch that you know we just want to I don't know earn our money and make our life works and the rest is just hopefully we take care of itself. Yeah, yeah. So going back to moving to Australia, yeah. How old were you when you did that? Uh, I think I just finished high school, so I was about eighteen. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what was it like, first of all, adapting to life in Australia, but then also being a Christian in that time? Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting one. Um, so despite the fact that my parents sort of warmed me up uh, about this idea a long time ago, like I think when you need to get to do it, it's a completely different thing. And when I, the time when I came to Australia, like that was still the time where Macau student going overseas is still not a very common thing. Like, like you start to have more, and now it's a lot more. Like now it's definitely one of the very viable options. But among my peers, I'm one of the very few who did that, and most of my uh, my high school classmates back then they would, you know, they would study university in uh, in China, in Taiwan, in like or perhaps some other Southeast Asian country, for example. Um, yeah, so only a very handful of us do that when overseas. And um, and as a Christian, I remember um, I remember the importance of finding a church. Like, so I remember I did some Google. Like, yeah, I think okay, Google was already there. Yeah, so I was did some Google search, and um, it was really funny. So I was searching for church. Uh, and when, fr- when I first came to Australia, I actually landed in uh, in Perth. So I was looking for church and and uh, and that was when I first encountered Wikipedia because uh, <laughs> because apparently there was the Wikipedia page for that particular church and then I found a website. And oh, okay. Thought, yeah, and uh, and then there was a there was an email address or something. So I just shoot them an email. It was like, hey, um, you know, introduce myself. And I was like, hey, I'm coming to Australia. Um, you know, like I don't know, just say hi. You try to connect with them and stuff. And uh, uh, yes, uh, I'm I, I'm clearly going there within my age. So back then there was this thing called an MSN. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if we're not, we're in the same era. Um, so um, so yeah, uh, the pastor and I start to have this like MSN chat, like <laughs> sort of just like yeah. almost like you have this like. Uh, orientation type conversation a little okay. bit like yeah. so sort of just like oh you know just welcoming me wing me and it was quite interesting and um so anyway so came to australia i still remember it was 2006 september i think 2006 september long time ago 
in um I think I was living in this thing called a homestay. So basically like an Australian family, so a host an international oh, yeah. student. So that was how it all started. Um Yeah, it I I guess I I, I don't know how I felt back then. It was it was sort of like this mix of excitement. I, I wasn't feeling too sad because I, I have friends who who really miss home. Like mm-hmm. like sort of uh, say, uh, in my cohort of of uh, classmate in, um, in like because I actually need to do uh, do something called a foundation program, basically like a bridging sort of program, mm-hmm. uh, because Macau doesn't have like a uh, recognizable sort of exam that's recognizable by other countries. So, so if, despite yeah. the fact that I finished like year twelve in Macau, yeah. I kind of still need kind of you know to some extent I kind and of need to repeat to university, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need to do something before university. Right, right. So I need to spend like I think I spend about nine to close to a year, nine months to close to a year. I can't remember mm. to do this pre-university sort of program. And in my cohort, yeah. So some people, like many of them, are just like me from different countries, and um, many of them from Hong Kong, by the way, and uh, some from China, some from Southeast Asian countries, for example. And um, yeah, so very mixed sort of experience, I suppose. Like some of them miss home terribly. Um, mm-hmm. My feeling was I was quite excited. Um, don't know what I got myself into. I hope I can survive. Um, but generally speaking, I was okay. Yeah, I was okay. I, I somehow just have this like, oh, it should be fine. Yeah, so that was how it all started. Um, yeah, and, and I, I think one thing, like English was a huge challenge, I have to say. English was a huge challenge. Um, uh, I, I think when you try to learn a language, like when, especially when you try to learn it on the book, like I still remember in, in primary, uh, you will have this, like, you know, how do you greet someone? You say, how are you? And you will, and then you reply by say, I am fine. So that's sort of pretty much a script in our head. And yeah. and you have this weird image in your head. Okay, that's how people talk. You came to Australia. Now, no one say, how are you? Well, yeah, people do. People do, in all fairness. But but that's not how people talk. I, assume, like, I think I was in Perth. One of the really weird experience was on the bus. So when people get off the bus, people would say, thanks, mate. Yep. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like this Australian sort of mateship or, or this this term called mate yeah. is something that I was like, what on earth is that? You know, and I I did what a what a good student should do is check dictionary, you try to check dictionary, and 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 you do find a meaning, okay? But you're like, why would they address each other as mate like that? Why? <laughs> like you 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 start to get into that zone, yeah. Uh, and when someone uh, start to greet me by saying, how is it going? And I was like, "Here's going. What going? What? <laughs> what? What's it? What? Like oh, how? Like yeah. yeah." So it was just like really uh, funny, uh, and I was just like, "Okay." Um, and I and I think one of the way that I learned to survive is that I learned to copy what people say, okay. <laughs> for good or for bad, really, for yeah. good or for bad. I and and I was like, "Okay, that sounds appropriate. I don't exactly know what I mean." no one seems to be offended so i probably can copy that <laughs> so that was how i learned like my yeah. language early on um and i have definitely embarrassed myself multiple times but uh <laughs> turns out all right i guess yeah. Yeah. yeah so that was my early experience you know just weird language and city you know uh, a lot 
I think I survived with my broken English. Like, you know, I got by. I somehow even made through that program, that bridging program that I was doing. Yeah. So that was in Perth? That was in Perth, yes. And so were you planning to go to university in Perth? Yes, that was okay. the plan. So, so the initial plan was going to University of Western Australia. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And do what? Um, psychology. Okay. Psychology, yep. So, and you obviously got into that, I'm guessing? Um, well, here's another little uh, story. I think there's a. I think I think this is one of the uh, perhaps uh, characteristic of my time in Australia is that I kind of move quite a bit. So mm-hmm. at the end of that bridging program, um, there's this one guy in, in in our group. So so as I explained, because in in that particular program, most of the people are you know from Hong Kong, China, or from other Southeast Asian country. So you kind of just quite naturally gel with them like mm. you, you gel with people who speak similar languages and stuff along those doing lines doing the same thing together as well yeah yeah exactly uh, yeah we we i still remember we we would hang out and we'll go to uh drink bubble tea and sing and sing karaoke so that was <laughs> you know like it's just a very sort of, uh, asian way of you know uh having fun yep. and um but then we would just speak cantonese among ourselves and things along those lines and there was this one guy his name is Edward, and we we all sort of have fun, and and I'm kind of known to the group that I'm a bit of that nerdy sort of study hard sort of guy, like relatively speaking at least. And so, and so this guy Edward, he like he he is a bit of a party guy, but he's also quite ambitious, so he wants to do well as well. So then I, I think at the end of the program, or towards the end of the program, he came to me and he was like, "Hey Wang, like we we." We can't keep doing this. It's great fun, but our English is not going to improve. We're not going to do well. And uh, by the way, I I am going to apply for this university in Canberra, ANU, uh, the Australian Univers- uh, Australian National University. Apparently, that's the best university in Australia. What do you think? <laughs> and the Asian in me is like, how come I didn't know that? That is the best university. <laughs> How can you know? I never heard of it. Like, like because I think and you back then because they're they, they're just good and they just don't care about the marketing, so they probably haven't market too much. So I have didn't hear too much about it. But of course now they market a lot harder, I suppose. Um, so you know, really the Asian in me is sort of like, oh, you know, I want to be the best and that sort of thing. So uh, we just get into it. I, I have to say, like, I am not the adventurous type. Mm. So that was. That really put me into this song of how do I make this decision? I don't yeah. know how to make a decision. And it was, I wrestled with it. I talked to so many people, but it's one of those things like you talk to so many people, it's like they all give you different, different ideas. Yeah. And in the end, you just like live with the same problem. Um, yeah. A very vivid memory, what helped me was I remember I called back to Macau to talk to my high school teacher. <laughs> I call him. Uh, he's a really uh, friendly guy, um, and, um, and and he and, and he had experience. He studied in Canada for a long time, and then came back to Macau, sort of thing. So I sort of feel like he would be someone who mm-hmm. could, you know, have some wisdom in it. And I remember something that sticks with me. Like I think when I called him, he was like, "When you're you're 18, like back then." Um, and he was like, "This is not the time to be safe. This is the time to take some risks and just." you know, do something. And mm. I remember that just helped me to go through that hurdle and just like, yep, 
and so you know, I started to pack my bags and all this sort of thing. I kind of told my parents they have they don't really get it, but they're like, okay, as long as it works for you. And so yeah, so here we go. So went to Canberra, two thousand and seven. Started uni there. Yeah, went in the next four years. Mm. I was there. Wow. Yeah. And what do you think? I was just going to ask you in terms of being a Christian from like going to church in Perth and going to church in Canberra. I'm guessing, I'm guessing you did. Yes, I did. Was that, is that like, do you feel like God's working in your life saying this is where you should go and actually should study in Canberra? Well, I didn't hear a voice. Um, so I wasn't sure, you yeah. know, honesty. I, I definitely pray about it. I talked to my uh, church family in Perth mm-hmm. and they're sad to see me go, but they're all very supportive and um, and they all sort of just support this. I think I pray about it and I guess, you know, I haven't experienced any huge resistance and I probably as I reflect on it, you know, didn't seem to have any particular issue and and I think everything just somehow lined up and and I don't know it just kind of okay I may be stretching this a little bit but I, it kind of just somewhat remind me of the you know the book of Esther series that we we're doing like really the hidden hand of God like somehow yeah. and and I think um and I think that would be the experience of I think just my entire time in Australia it's just yeah. somehow God just make it work it could have gone wrong in so many ways it really could have like um i've moved from you know fast forward is i moved to canberra mm. spent four years there i moved back to perth to do my postgrad spent two years and a bit there and then i never thought i would end up in sydney never thought and i came like and i think Moving interstate, despite the fact that uh, it's in Australia, like I think one thing that I often tell my friends is like when it, like it's like a mini migration. You're uprooting yourself, mm. uh, and given my personality, again, I'm sort of, you know, I like things that are predictable. Like I like things, you know, sort of, you know, I would like to, like, I like my little routine, that sort of stuff. So, um, so uprooting myself is often something that really pushed me out of my comfort zone. And, and, but at the same time, I think oh, when I look back, I'm constantly amazed. Things could have gone wrong, but somehow God just put the right people, provide for me, whether it's job, whether it's accommodations, like mm. something that you would think, take it for granted. You sort of think, oh, you know, if you plan well, then that will be fine. I mean, yeah, sure, you know, you still need to plan, but at the same time, like, like I think that the likelihood that something could have gone wrong, yeah, it's just really high when you do something that big, or I would argue is quite big for me, you know, when you need to uproot, you kind of just need to replant yourself in a new place. And uh, I think the journey from Perth to Sydney, that was 2014, mm. was a really challenging one, was a really challenging one, but somehow, you know, God put me, yeah, in here, provide a job, a great church community. And then since then, I'm like, and, and again, the funny thing was like, I never thought I would end up in Sydney. So the fact that I end up in Sydney, I was still a bit like, why am I here? But then in the end, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to learn to be okay with that if God put me here and 
yeah, and turns out it has been amazing. Wait, so why, why did you end up going to Sydney? Well, uh, I was unemployed in Perth, so so okay. I it's basically for for job. In that's just short answer. I could like so that was at the end of twenty, like early twenty fourteen. Like I think uh, the mining boom is long gone. So and that so hit a lot of the industry, and I was this like overqualified, unexperienced postgraduate <laughs> sort of person. Yeah. So it's just one of, so it's just like as an as, as an employer, you're just like, well, what can that guy do? You know, and, and that guy wants a lot of money and or whatever. Like so so no one would consider me or and also I think the unemployment rate was pretty high back then. And uh, so yeah, so I think um, despite the fact that I wasn't very comfortable moving up moving interstate again, I, I just have no choice. I, and I think I was, I think I, I was also a bit, uh, I was in my mid twenties, mm. I was in my mid twenties. And I think there was a lot of this, I don't know, you, you sort of just feel like I really should be working now. I can't just be not working and you know, I can't study another degree, that's just wrong. <laughs> um, that's just wrong. Like. Yeah, you know, like, and a lot of my peers would have been working for a couple of years already, so I kind of feel that peer pressure a little bit. Not, not that, like no one gave me pressure. My parents didn't give me any pressure. Like they have been very supportive um, in that front. Um, if anything, they are just like, "Oh, take it easy. We could still support you." But I feel embarrassed at that age. Like, why would I need my parents' support at that age? So then I decided to. Um, to then expand my uh, job search um, uh, sort of sort of criteria for the geography was like Perth. Now it's like all Australia. <laughs> like you just change your field from Perth to Seek. Yeah, yeah on Seek. Yes, yes, uh, yes, definitely. And um, and it, yeah. So and of course then uh, like the East Coast, like Sydney, and Melbourne, just yep. have a, a lot more opportunity. I literally just take on any full time job that I could get my hands on. That 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 sort of somewhat aligned with my profession. And uh, I remember the first job that I got accepted was actually a job in, uh, I think, Tamworth, I think. Oh, yeah. mm. That was the job that I applied. But then the funny thing was they accepted me and then the uh, the HR lady then called me and was like, hey, by the way, would you consider the same position but in Parramatta? <laughs> now, my geography about Sydney was extremely poor, still reasonably poor right now, but somewhat better. Mm. Um, I thought, like I never heard of Parramatta. If Tamworth is a bit of a regional area, then Parramatta must be an another one. Like, or else why would they <laughs> offer me? Like, it would be something just equivalent, yeah, right? Yeah, like you yeah, would yeah. have thought. Yeah. And then turns out when I look into it, it's like, oh, okay, it's kind of just right in the middle of Sydney. So that's awesome. Yeah, it really is the middle of Sydney, Parramatta, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah clearly. And they, they, they kind of start to brag about the fact that it's the second CBD, that sort of thing. But yeah, yeah. from what they I like heard is that. they talk about it for about couple of decades and um, <laughs> <we're> <laughs> um, yeah. uh, just disclaimer i live in Parramatta, so i yeah. love Parramatta. Okay. Yeah. let's yeah. go eels. yeah yeah <laughs> go <Eels. laughs> um yes yeah, so, so so yes i and i think that is just another great example that i kind of feel like it's just a hidden hand of god yeah and, uh, and i remember my first when i first landed i find my first accommodation like so i find this share house through gumtree Oh, yeah. A gum tree, and that was the best housemate I could ever ask for. Ask for, not a Christian, but he's lovely, amazing. Like yeah. I have to say, 
I, I probably wouldn't have survived in Sydney if not because of him. I, oh, I yeah. could put it that way. Like, um, so yeah. So I think that's just like, like as I look back, we count like just multiple points where, you know, again, you know, stealing the term, the hidden hands of God, are just working hard in there. Mm. Yeah. What What was the housemate like? What did he do that helped you? Like he's just very relaxed, very friendly. He's, I think he's, he, I think he's from Malaysia. Yes, he's from Malaysia. So I think that's this like cultural sort of connection a little bit. Like I think a lot of the things that I kind of talk about in terms of my culture, he would get it. He would mm. get it. And then, um, and then he's just pretty. He's just like very relaxed, like not tense at all. Or like we could, we'll hang out, we'll do things together. Um, and and I went through a pretty hard time at at at, at that point of time, and so he was someone like at, at, at that point of time I didn't know a whole lot of people just yeah. yet. Like so, I it took me a while to connect with some of my old friends who were that I met in Canberra, mm. but it took a while. And um and you know when when it comes to you know old friend we connection you, you still need to take time to reconnect all yeah. that sort of stuff yeah. right so you don't just become you know BFF with them straight away <laughs> so uh so so yeah this housemate like he's just around he's available like when I went through that that pretty rough time he was just there he was just there he was just around all the time he's he better like, yep let's go do something don't see on your own that sort of thing. And yeah, and he was fun. It was just fun in general. And um, there are many things that he, we don't always agree on things. We don't always agree on things, but we just sort of always have this like friendship, like mm-hmm. thing. Like um, yeah. So so I think yeah, that was that was sort of the experience. Yeah. So that was really great. And then and then that was I think through that, then I feel sort of more comfortable. That's when I sort of start to. You know, through work and then through, um, we connect with some of my old friends, and then you kind of slowly expand the circle a little yeah. bit, and yeah, yeah, and start a bigger life in uh, in Sydney. Yeah. What about church? Speaking of the microphone, what about church? When yeah, you, church. when you got to Sydney. Yeah, when I got to Sydney, um, so when I left Perth. Like I talked to my pastor, um, and it's quite interesting. They explained to me was, oh, Sydney, you should be pretty safe. Like you can probably stumble on a church, and that should still be reasonably decent. Like <laughs> so, I think that was his impression. Yeah. Um. So generally speaking, he it was just like there's just a lot more sort of uh, churches in Sydney that are more like faithful to the word, that are, um, you know, with good teaching, that sort of thing. And so I was like, awesome. So I. I think when I landed on, uh, when I know where I'm going to stay, right? Mm. So I know where I work in Parramatta and I'm going to live in Parramatta as well. Then I started looking around local churches. And I think I started off going to this church in Parramatta, uh, St. John's Anglican Church. Mm. Um, uh, amazing church building, uh, went there, um, really great teaching. Um, so I went there for a couple of months, for a couple of months. Um, I think the challenge was just that they have great teaching, but it's a bit like you don't really know anyone. You don't really know anyone. They try to include me. Like, you know, I think they, they've been very friendly to me, but, but I think at that point of time, I sort of 
looking for a little bit more support and stuff along those lines. And I think thankfully then I again, you know, I get reconnected with some of my old friends that I met in Canberra who originally came from Sydney. Okay. And then uh, that was when they invited invited me to a Presbyterian church in Cheswood Church Cheswood uh, Presbyterian Church. And um I still remember it was back in twenty fifteen. 2015, and uh, and I remember my intention was, oh, I'll go and visit, I'll go have a look. <laughs> Went there, and I was like, nah, I love it, it's great. <laughs> yeah, and and I think at that point of time, I, I often tell people that's the comparison, like the local church in Parramatta, like it, because it was, I I don't feel particularly connected, so so I think my church attendance actually dropped quite a bit. Mm. I actually dropped quite a bit. There are times where like and and I wasn't too very engaged. I sort of go in and I just yeah okay done i just left mm. sort of thing or even when i try to join into any social thing like i just you didn't feel it you didn't really feel it uh so so i kind of start to feel like my spiritual life start to really take you know take really a hit in there and uh and so with this church i kind of feel very welcome and i think you know with friends that already know they introduce me to other people when they're all very uh welcoming mm. and so i kind of just feel like okay uh, but but it, it required me to drive for like 30, 40 minutes from Parramatta. So, yeah, yeah, well, okay, <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So 30, it is, 32 minutes, is it? Yeah, well, I would say 40, taking into account for the parkings and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, so it's a bit of a distance, but I was just like, okay, my, my spiritual life, driving, I'll do the driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll do the driving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so then that, keep going. Uh, that keep going until now with yeah. West Rye. Well, that was going to be my next question: is that how did you get involved with Soul Revival and with like Ian and Grace and? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, so, and again, this is one of the many blessing that God gave me is, um, I think, just different different groups of Christians in my, in my life. Like, and I often describe, especially being. Like I don't have family in here. I'm like, church family literally means family to me because I yeah. always tell people, if anything happened to me, it would be my church that helps me. Mm. Like, and, uh, you know, my parents would probably panic and they would love to help and all that sort of stuff, but, you know, they can't do much, uh, really. Um, so I'm always very conscious of finding Christian community. And I think uh, one of my good friend uh, her name is Sherry and she uh, I I met her since uni and she also uh, goes to Chesswood Presbyterian Church back then with me and she was uh, I think she was a trainee at City Bible Forum and then she introduced me she introduced me to to City Bible Forum and then the other change was in 2017 I started working in the city so with City Bible Forum uh, they don't have a they don't have a strong presence in Parramatta. Mm. They only have like a very, very small group, which which was lovely, by the way. It was a great experience. Uh, but when I was started working in the city, that was when I could start to uh, really get involved in their young workers group. And that was when I met Grace. And so that was back probably 2016, I think. 20, uh, yeah, give or take, maybe about 2016, 2017, can't remember, roughly. And, uh, and that was... Yeah, then I start to get to know them and I start to get really involved in their young workers group, get to meet a lot of questions. 
And so fast forward, uh, I kind of have a bit of an idea of changing church, not not because there's any problem with Cheswood Prezi, but I think part of it is just the distance does take a toll on mm. me. It uh, does take a bit of a toll, especially when work gets a bit busy and things along those lines. So I also have a thought about, okay, and also I also have this um, idea of like the power of a local church, yeah. like that a local church that actually reach out to the local community and um, serve the local community. And so I kind of feel like me living so far, am I serving the Chesswood community, for example? It's, it's sort of when I think about it, it's like I'm neither here nor there. Yeah. I'm not necessarily investing in the paramedic community, nor am I investing in the Chesswood community, for example. So, so I started up the idea of, okay, maybe I should look for somewhere a bit closer. And I have this weird idea of what was what's my criteria close geographically is this 20, 20 minutes drive radius. That's sort of what I feel like is a bit local. Anything more than 20 minutes is sort of not particularly local anymore. Um, so anyway, then, um, yeah, Grace, uh, probably I think she mentioned in her part, in, in her episode, um, uh, how, um, okay, it actually didn't start with Grace. It was that mutual friend at Bethany. So Bethany is another good mutual friend of ours. Really lovely, like very godly, faithful, Christian, she invited me. She invited me. Is like, oh, uh, we're going to have to do this Bible study online because it was when COVID hit us. COVID yeah. hit, and and I think I was thinking about it, and and also all that we were doing back then was just a Bible study online. Yeah. So you know, it's like, what was there to do on a Saturday afternoon under lockdown? Like yeah. nothing <laughs> to do really. I mean, there's only so much Netflix you can watch. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, so so you know, I was like, oh yeah, that's another thing we can do. We then I start joining. I believe that was so also roughly the time when Louisa started joining, and uh, and because I I I think by that time I know Grace like for reasonably long. Mm. Like I think there's just mutual there's this sense of trust. Like yeah. I don't know, like Grace just have this vibe of you can trust her. You just feel that you can trust she, her. I yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like like yeah. and so yeah. um um and so um I think you know I just uh attend that online Bible study uh, mm. on a regular basis. And I think later on, like, uh, uh, we start to have a bit of conversation as a, as a group. And uh, I think Grace uh, talked to me about, you know, what uh, um, I will partner with her to support this, to, you know, like at that point of time, the, the, the idea of church planting was still not particularly clear just yet, but yeah. sort of, you know, grow this group to make it, you know, it's like, oh, people reading the Bible together, just, you know, hanging out and all that sort of thing. Um, and I think that was, I started to notice, uh, I think on hindsight, I started to notice there was a lot of this, like, so with our language starting there, it's like, yeah, low key, long-term, local, long-term relationship. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yeah, oh. Jesus changed everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what was that about? Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, it sounds right. I see. I do like that idea. Like, like, I do really like that idea. And um, and so yeah, so I sort of started, and the longer we do it, and then we just keep talking about it, and I was like, yep, that sounds like a good idea. And um, and especially when, when I think uh, we started have the idea of okay, maybe we can turn it into something more long-term and to mm. be a church and that sort of thing. Then uh, we went through a period of time where we 
just spend time to think about, okay, are we in? Yeah. Like, and yeah. I think we, I think all of us take the time and we keep talking about it. We try to line up, you know, what's our understanding of church and stuff because we we are all mindful that you're not just going to another church. You in fact trying to start a church yeah. from scratch. And so, um, yeah, I think that was a bit of a, I don't know, like sort of wrestling in my mind or that sort of thing, you know, what does it mean? Um, yeah, but in the end, I, I sort of think that's a great opportunity. And I think, I feel like at my stage of life, I was like, oh, you know what, that that would be a good good little challenge. I mean, I mean you know, nothing wrong with me continue to just go to other local church, that's fine, I could do that. But I also feel like if God presented this opportunity in front of me, and I think it also just line up a lot of my initial thinking anyway, mm. is, is this idea of a local church um, about serving the local community. Then I was like, yep, that seems to all line up very well. And so I make a decision. I was like, yep, I'm in. And I still remember I call, I find a time to call my pastor in uh, Chesbrook Presbyterian Church. Uh, it's a great guy. We, I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, I don't think we know each other sort of very well, I would say. But I kind of feel like I need to tell him, like, uh, so, hey, look, this is what happened. And uh, I don't remember, it was just a very, pretty quick phone conversation because we don't normally talk that much, in all fairness. Uh, but I think he was very supportive. He was like, this is probably the best reason for someone to leave a church. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think, oh, we call you, told me that. So that was uh, really great. Um, and so, yeah, that's how it all started. Yeah. Back, I think back in 2020. Yeah. yeah. Is it help, was it helpful for you as a Christian to think through, you're obviously thinking through what your idea of church is and thinking through how you approach that. Um, was that a helpful exercise, mm. go, going away, taking some time to step away and think about, am I really in? Was that helpful for you for forming maybe some of your own ideas and thinking yeah. through them deep in a more deep way? Because lots of people... It's easy to just rock up to church and do church that way and not really think about it for a long time. You've obviously had a bunch of experience going to a few different churches. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. 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 Um, definitely. Uh, I I think sometimes you don't even know how to think about certain topic because you never you, you would never ask or require to think mm. yeah. that way. Like as yeah. you know, right and you were saying, like, yeah. Oh, going to church, there is already a church. And you, you kind of, over time, you kind of just get used to it. That's just how it works in general, yeah. right? And, um, but then suddenly now we need to think about what is church. And you're like, you thought you know, but then if this is like an exam question in front of you, I'm like, I'm leaving it blank, mm -hmm. clearly leaving it blank. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, and then you, you just start to, you know, I think in my head, I'm trying to, you know, go through my memory. Oh, is there any verses that I could think of and all that sort of thing? Like, of course, you know, the, the one that stands out was in a gospel in Jesus' teaching where, you know, two or three gathered together in my name. Like, you know, like, so, so I think the idea, so, so I think you, you kind of do a bit of this like bottom up sort of approach and kind of think about, okay, try to find the bits and pieces of what, what, what is church. And then, you, and then um, I think, talking and working together with the core team, uh, Grace, Michelle, Ian and Louisa has been incredibly helpful because I think we are all just on the same journey trying to uh, work through it. Uh, and I give a lot of credit to, to Ian because he's just like have this really solid way of approaching it. He, he's often, 
like he probably uh, he probably think that I'm speaking too highly of him, but he really is really good at like doing the background research and then in our catch up, like there will be this like lengths and you know points, and then he will write a bit of a summary and mm. like, and I'm just like, okay, all that <laughs> I could think of is a verse, and that was still in my memory. Yeah. Um, whereas he probably like. You know, read different articles and you know mm. really get into it. I think that just helps for us to. I think we also bounce idea and then we talk about it and then you you just come to a point you really come to that understanding. Church is about relationship, right? I I think I think a lot of the time it, we mean at an intellectual level, like. But now that we are starting something, then we realize. I think we start to. Get an idea of what it means, yeah. like, mm. and I think there's a lot of focus, and I think that's also the the soul revival DNA in there. Like that grace kind of really helped us to guide us a little bit in there, in in terms of, um, you know, how we need to be good friends first, how yeah. we need to be, have good relationship together. Mm. That is not about how we could have a building or have a big number, all that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, those will hopefully come, but. But ultimately, what gel us together is our relationship with each other as well as with God. And so, and then I could see how we organize our time, how we structure our service and Bible study, how we orient our group as well. It's always that: how can we grow closer, deeper with each other and with God? That's often the first question. And, and so, I think that is perhaps the um, yeah, just just sort of help me to see. Okay, that that's church. Yeah, that's cool. church. It's a congregation of people who are with each other and doing life with each other. Like, and, I th- and I think over time, we, I feel like we're getting into that direction. Like, like, like because I, I definitely, at least for me, when I go to church, I don't feel like, I don't feel like it's any band. That yeah. I just go and leave and cool. So see you next week. Good luck. Like, yeah. so not that, yeah. but more of that. We, we just know we're in it. We, we know that we're in each other's life. Yeah, I that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really she cool. talks about that deep and abiding love, and how we express that out as a like a Jesus-shaped communion. I think that's where you, you what you're talking about is that, and I think it that I think that's what when I first be, became a Christian, that was something that was really um, attractive to me as well. The church is that oh, these guys really want to know each other and really want to express that mm-hmm. together, and the reason for that is because of Jesus dying on the cross. And, yeah, and yeah. the love exactly. that God's shown through exactly. that, yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. What you're saying, I mean, it's cool that it made it made you think about that too. And I mean, it's really exciting that you you are like the idea of how we express church here at Sorrel Bible too, which is really fun. It, um, it's a lear- it's a learning, I have to say. It's, it's yeah. just a learning because I I think, um, and I love this is learning through experience, like yeah. You're forced to read. Oh, yeah, it's different. Like because, I mean, I grew up in a Chinese church. Even after coming to Australia, I spent probably the first one or two years in in a Chinese church. That before I moved into an English speaking church, for example. Like so, I think just just the like that's definitely a cultural component. Like I think mm. I think a lot of the Chinese like sometimes that like, we could approach church can be in a very sort of task-oriented, mechanical, sort of getting things done sort of approach. And so, 
and, and yeah, it's not just Chinese churches. Like sometimes other churches, you know, like you know, non-Chinese church could just do the same thing. So I think in Sully's, like this is one thing that I noticed that I need to learn is this idea of, like, like for example, even the idea of hanging out. I was like, what is that? Like, you know, like <laughs> hanging out, okay, yeah, hanging out, what, what is that? Like, what, like, because, you know, I'm very used to the very goal-oriented sort of, there's something to do, there's some outcome out of it, okay. that sort of thing. Yep. Uh, so this idea of just, like even the other day, I, I can't remember, it's like, oh, chilling, we're just chilling. And I was like, okay, so what do we do when we chill? <laughs> and then so, so he's like, sorry, it's, it's just actually struck me quite a bit. It's like, oh yeah, like, and, and, but at the same time, you also come to that realization. Usually, those special moments where those like really deep connections, sort of that conversation, like, like, and I think, for example, I think last week, I I feel that we witnessed that a little bit. Is like, you know, we have. You know, just another day at church where you have service and you share a meal together. But then somehow you just like people just grow into that little moment where they they just I can see everyone just having a moment with you know talking to to each other and you know feeling comfortable. You can see people just sharing that. You you can just see it. You can mm. you like because I think we can all tell the difference when when we are sort of like get into the networking mode, sort of like. Like very almost a bit like very polite and. What do you do like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know the news and how's the economy? Oh, it's bad. (laughs) 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 Oh, inflation, interest rate. How are you coping? (laughs) Like you know, that's all stuff. Um, But but then you you see when other people just like talking about something more substantial and and really sharing something close in their heart. Like yeah, you you hear the vibe and yeah, and I was like, oh yeah. You can't plan this. Like you could facilitate it. I suppose you could, you know, put things together to really give that the platform. But yeah, I started to realize the chilling is uh, important ingredient. <laughs> the, you know, the idea of doing boring things and mundane things and mm. together, and not necessarily with some crazy projects. So, you know, so yeah. So I think that challenged that Asian-ness in me as a person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a great learning, I have to say, like, because like, I think that that's where a relationship really grows. It's yeah. really lovely to hear that, though. I mean, because remember, I've, I mean, I visited when yeah. you guys were in, still in Grace and Michelle's lounge room, mm. and I felt that. I was in many long conversations with Michelle and Gerald yeah. and so many people over there for a long time. So. Yeah. I think you guys are doing it <laughs> from my experience. So if you like, I mean, that's great that you, you continue to see that happening as well yeah. as, as you're now yeah. moving into having a venue or a place to actually meet and stuff like that. So yeah, really yeah, cool. yeah, absolutely. Um, I just, I'm going to run out of time because I have to head off soon. But I just sure. want to ask the final question. Though, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is uh, we ask everyone on the podcast now, looking back over your life, and I, I feel like we've... <laughs> maybe not even scratch the surface because you've got so many so many different aspects of your life um, that you've told us about already. But from becoming a, a Christian in Macau and then now um, where you are now living in Sydney, what do you re- reckon you wish you knew um, that you know now as an older Christian that you wish you knew when you were a younger Christian? Um, I think still ongoing thing, but if I could time travel and tell the younger self, so to mm. speak, um, it would be sort of a bit cliche, but really like just 
trust God. Like he got it. Like don't mm. like because I grew up a quite a bit of an anxious kid. I have to say, like I'm a bit anxious kid. So I was always a bit worrying that he did and that different things. Mm. We well, talked and about the your fear of death and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It came like it came very young. I don't know why. Mm. Uh, it was weird. Um, and uh, but yeah, so I was a bit of an anxious kid growing up. And so I think even as a as a Christian, for example, I, I think my early Christian journey would have been there was a period of time where I was like, oh, am I? Am I safe? Am I actually safe? Like, like you know, and then you get into that that sinner's prayer zone mentality, uh, sort of like whenever the pastor invite people to pray, I'll be like, okay, l- let me do it one more time, just in case Jesus didn't <laughs> just to make hear, sure. just to make sure Jesus got in, you know, like <laughs> just in case he didn't hear me last time, you know, that that sort of yeah. thing. Like you, you kind of have this sort of uh, just even as a Christian, you kind of have this anxiety about different things, but I think. Uh, it's still something that I need to learn right now, even so-called as an older Christian, um, is uh, I think just practicing that faith and realizing that, hey, you know what? God, God gets you. Like, mm. Jesus accomplished everything. So, yeah, so life could turn different way, but so far, in the end, everything turns out okay. It turns out fine. Like, even if it doesn't, like, God got it, you know? So, have faith belief in him you know um sometimes i i i often have this picture of jesus just saying this like year of little faith like come on like just i got this mate like so don't be scared don't be so fearful and just you know get on with life be faithful and move forward um so yeah i would have tell the um i don't know 18 20 the younger version of weighing about it yeah yeah, that's cool. I feel like I mean, I feel like doing this podcast. You feel really encouraged, um, and it's been really cool to have a couple of you guys from Ride come on the podcast. And I'm from probably what we'd say a different cultural background as us, but it's the same thing, right? Yeah. Being a Christian is the same thing, no matter what it is. And I think it's it's really lovely and i really love that like and i mean i can kind of echo some of the things you said that i used to struggle with anxiety when i was younger too and mm. i wish i knew a similar thing was yeah, yeah. amen <laughs> and you, you, you used mate in the right context there too you said, <laughs> come on mate god's got it oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. Uh, I've, I've learned to uh <laughs> learn, learn to you know what i need to embrace that yeah the mateship i think you did really well yeah, yeah. um but yeah it's i don't know i just I just love having everyone on the podcast, but I really like having you today on the podcast. Because oh, it's been thank really you. Awesome. Thank and you. And hearing your story is again, like, it's just like, it doesn't matter what background we have. It's like God's the same everywhere. And that's what you're saying is like, have the faith because God will. I mean, I, you're talking about moving around and I just think like, yeah, he puts us in the right places regardless of whether we're ready or not. Yeah. And we just need to be faithful to him. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Any uh, final final thoughts there, Brandon, uh, before no, we wrap it I'm up? I'm just wrap extremely it's a, extremely encouraged. Fun way to start. Yeah. Start the day. Yeah. I'm ready to go. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it really move gets forward. me fired up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, move forward. That's right. Move forward under God. Um 
So it's time, probably time to wrap up the chip. So, but yeah. thank you so much, Wing, for coming all the way from. You still live at Parramatta? Yep, still live at Parramatta. All the way from Parramatta. Just come to record a podcast. Yep. First and last, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> no deaths. Yeah. No, uh, well, if I if I don't, uh, you know, put on too much weight, then maybe <laughs> I will consider coming back. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. so thank you so much for that. Um, Pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. And oh, of course. Um, we always finish with a one way when we wrap up the chip. So if you're happy to do that, we'll do that. And Absolutely. All right. No worries. One, one way. way.